you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. What's up, it's your girl Sasha Banks, legit boss, but you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, this coming Sunday, Hell in a Cell. We're going to be doing our live reactions on the YouTube as per usual for pay-per-views. And then we'll be heading on over here to the Twitch for our uh, uh, live recap of the show. Something tells me, regardless of, of how Hell in a Cell can go, it won't go as bad for most of the people as last year's went. Oh, man. We really got we really got it in the comments for that one because you and I were like, oh, hey, this is Fiend versus Seth Rollins the match? It was something different. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it was totally the, cool. Like. People hated that match. Yeah, I know. Gosh forbid you had a differing opinion. Wow. People hated that match. They were, that was like, that was like that. And then I forget what else that and like, uh, something else. Not like like, we, it's not like we, we praised backlash 2018. Oh man. Yeah. It's hard to praise that one. That was, that was, that was when we were just sitting there doing impressions during the whole thing, wasn't it? The whole time. Yeah. That was a horrible show. Yeah. Boring is the worst thing. Anyways. Uh, so the, the season premiere of raw and the, which is the go home to uh, Hell in a Cell uh, went down tonight. Uh, I don't even really know what to put in the thumbnail. It was it was very fiend heavy, um, and in fact, uh, much to the detriment of Retribution. Uh, I guess we could just sort of start there. Uh, 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 Mustafa Ali's promo uh, oh, was really good. Was really really good. He admitted to being the SmackDown hacker. But, you know, words only go so far. <laughs> Everything that preceded it for retribution, <laughs> not so great. Yeah. So, so yeah, I guess we can kind of get into the beginning of the show since that's where we're going to start. Um, so the show opens with uh, uh, Alexa Bliss introducing The Fiend to Monday Night Raw. He comes down the ring, and then uh, they're staying in the middle of the ring, posing, like holding hands, kind of. Um, retribution, they have music now. It mm-hmm. hits. Mm-hmm. They circle the ring. Oh, Ray wait a second. Alexa. Speaking of new music. Oh, the new music for Raw was really good. We got new music for Raw. My only good. my only complaint about it is that when Tom started talking about the season premiere and we got an intro and all that kind of stuff, and then Byron started talking, or Joe started talking, then Byron, there were still lyrics going down in the theme song that had been piped down a little bit, but like yeah. it still just sounded like there was somebody just off camera like singing the the new raw theme, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Wasn't that was that the same song that they had that Bianca Belair video package that I saw like on online or on Twitter or something? I don't recall. I could be wrong about that, but yeah, it's it's, it's a cool little tune. Yeah, it's a good song. Good song. Yeah. So uh, getting back to the open, Retribution circles the ring. Uh, Ali orders them to attack, or is about to. Lights go down, come back up. Fiend and Bliss. Poof, they're like gone. Million. Here comes hurt business. The brawl breaks out. Hurt Business clears the ring. Mm-hmm. Cedric takes out all of Retribution with a tope. Mm-hmm. So we go to commercial, uh, come back, Matt Riddle video package, I think the same one that played before he debuted on SmackDown, and then we get Retribution versus Hurt Business. Um, and uh, uh, Hurt Business more or less dominated this bout. Yeah. There was one section where Ali had the better of Cedric. Uh, he, like, threw him into the into the barricade. But, uh, you know, well, yeah, but then they, they, they had to stare down between the two factions of ringside. Fiend shows up at the Tron to go to commercial. And I think we come back um, shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah, yeah we come back. From yeah, commercial. we come back Shelton and, and the Mace are trading blows and Shelton takes out Mace. Yeah, um, they do that a lot these days. They'll they'll give us a, a cliffhanger heading into a commercial that they then completely ignore coming out of commercial. It's I mean, hell, kind they of show on that. It's kind of what's that? Said hell, they ended the show on that. <laughs> oh no, I like the end of the show was fine, 
because they did that every week on Nitro. Oh, Nitro. Every know, single week they did the like the Rocky Three thing where it ends with Rocky and, and Creed about to trade blows and then the, it, it ends. Every week they did that on Nitro. Yeah. I was actually okay with this particular one. They're about to, uh, Drew and Randy about to throw down. I was okay with that. Um, but th- this does seem to be a pattern now. Every week we've talked about this. The, the, yeah, then like Fiend shows up and they go to commercial and then they come back and it's like nothing has happened. Uh, or I think last week, wasn't it like, or two weeks ago, it was Retribution's logo showed up. We come back from commercial and nothing has happened. It was a few weeks ago when they were out quarantining. Yeah. 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 When the, the Hurt Business were in the ring, they all kind of uh, huddled together in anticipation of them coming. We go to commercial, <laughs> come back, and the match just continues. Right. Yeah. As if there was no interruption anyway. So uh, in the end, uh, Lashley uh, puts T-Bar in the Hurt Lock. Uh, T-Bar more or Dijak more or less like elbows his way into it. It's kind of the most hapless way to get put in the hurt lock. If, if, if I'm being honest, uh, he taps <laughs> her business wins. Not only is he, again, yeah, he's not effective with one elbow that gets caught. He tries it again. Cause only Dijak would do that. And then he gets, <laughs> he gets he tapped, tapped quickly. He quickly. taps so quick. Yeah. So, uh, not only did retribution already lose in pretty decisive fashion, mm-hmm. uh, 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 lights co- go down, come back up. Fiend is on the apron next to Mustafa Ali. Uh, he just wrecks retribution single-handedly in really short order. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hits, uh, uh, he's about to hit, uh, sister Abigail on Ali. T-Bar breaks it up. Instead, he eats mandible claw and sister Abigail. And then Bray stares at the Tron while her business stand on the ramp. Uh, Bliss shows up at the Tron, says, let him in, in Bray's voice, and then that's the end of the segment. Yeah. Uh, Retribution did have different gear. It was, like, mainly black with white trim, um, so mm-hmm. that was to note. I thought Alexa's uh, intro of The Fiend was really cool. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, dude, here's the thing. I think this is the problem, Larson. I think I've figured it out, Okay. Back in the day, we had factions like Right to Censor, the yeah, Job man. Squad, uh, the what was the Freaks, that mm-hmm. were factions that were meant to be on the losing end of things. Maybe we have just expected too much from this particular. Maybe this faction is just simply meant to be on the losing end of things. Maybe this is a jobber faction through and through. Maybe we got it wrong. Because that's the kind of evidence well, I mean, what we on, saw tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think if, if we got it wrong, it was based on the expectations we put forth because the talent involved in the faction is really good. But from the beginning, from inception, from Genesis, uh, they have not treated Retribution as any sort of legitimate threat. Um, uh, by and large, they've uh, uh, behaved uh, foolishly. Um, Hapless. Up until... Hapless. I mean, Dijak is, Dijak is so goofy anyways. Him trying an elbow and getting caught and then trying another one. He's like, oh, I'm stuck now. What do I do in that stupid mask of his? Yeah, which he, he was having to adjust earlier in the mask. It kept coming out of place. <laughs> um, now, some of the, 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 the foolishness kind of uh, went by the wayside once they decided on the members of the group, once they solidified on the core unit. But back when it was people of you know various sizes changing week to week, just going Various, out and, you mean and, between five feet and five six? Yeah, but it would change from week to week, from five six to five eight, maybe five ten, then back down to five six. <laughs> um, you know, once they 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 solidified on the lineup, it seemed like they were maybe, maybe getting into a rhythm, and then this happens. A match they should have won. Cheat to win. Cheat to win this, this match. This Whatever match, it takes. This match, number one, if you're going to do anything, just have the fiend wonk it. This match should be happening at like Survivor Series. Yep. Or I guess Hell in a Cell, because that'd be kind of cool. Yep, I mean, either. You, you don't see a lot of multi-man Hell in a Cell, Hells in a Cell anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know why this was the opening bout on Raw. It was a clean loss. It felt like they were ready to move on from Retribution. It That's really what it did. Felt like. It really did. I was actually kind of shocked that we had Mustafa Ali's promo. I thought I was like, wow, they were going to, because, you know, Fightful was reporting that he's going to be announced as like the SmackDown hacker or something like that. And or somebody, yeah, I think it was them. Yeah, and it was uh, and then uh, the, you know, and then they have this horrible loss. I'm like, oh, okay, they're just gonna write, they're just gonna write them off. They're gonna go back to just being themselves. Okay, 
And then they didn't do that. And I, I thought maybe when I did see Mustafa Ali, I thought, okay, maybe he's like going to use this moment to like say, hey, it was kind of not a rib, but like these are our names, you know, like this isn't T-Bar, he's Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, something like that to sort of, okay, we took this loss, but let's use it to fuel like a change because it's crap. I don't know. It Honestly, I felt somebody on, on Twitter was like, yeah, you know, you get yourself over on social media. This is what happens. That's what it felt like. You, you, you sort of sometimes just ascribe things to to Vince McMahon and what he considers his sense of well, a sense of humor. You know, same thing happened with Lana tonight. I was really disappointed in that. There's that. There's breaking up the Iconics just to put Peyton Royce back into a tag team tonight. Oh, boy. There's just all sorts of really confusing, beguiling, frustrating things happening it does on, you know uh, dude the creative department on raw it it takes it does take away from the because i thought there were things i really enjoyed some things about the show tonight in isolation some things i really enjoyed i i loved otis's bit i loved that i loved aj's new relationship with jordan i thought that was great um i really enjoyed the fiend stuff um mm-hmm. the, but then you know you get to stuff like i was really looking forward to oscar versus lana and in fact, for the first three minutes of that match, before the fourth minute, when Asuka just tapped her out, the first three minutes, Asuka was really selling for Lana. And mm-hmm. obviously, Asuka was leading this stuff, but Lana was sort of showing that, hey, she's learning some moves. She's learning some mm-hmm. sequences. She's really stepping it up a little bit. She ain't Becky Lynch or Bailey, but like you can tell there's work being you know put in. And she did that terrific uh, crying promo that she just sort of did on her own and put on her own social media. And it was really terrific stuff. Why don't you reward that by giving her like a seven-minute match, give her somewhat of a showing, even if it's a bit on the futile side in the end. Um, and instead, she she goes through a table for a fifth time. I thought it was funny for a fourth time. And then, uh, you know, it's like, okay, that's good. And then she gets a title shot. That sort of justified it. Okay, she gets a title. She she gets yeah, a crafty yeah, yeah, win yeah. in that battle royal. She gets a title shot, and then she builds it up herself over the week with that promo. And then you know she she goes through a table again. And it's just it just feels like one of those things. It was like the Emily like just they would just do it as a joke, like the writers yeah. or Vince yeah. or whoever they would just do it as a joke. And too often, like you hear stories like that, and it's like, well, they just treat this stuff like their own personal, like oh, a I'm, playground, I'm, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Like not a not not a not a not a, a forum to tell stories. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways. Yeah, I mean, for everything good on Raw, there's like something that's head scratching or frustrating. Yeah. Um, I can t- really you know me, dude. I can I can direction. I can take quite a lot. <laughs> I can suspend my disbelief quite a bit, but sometimes it's just it's too much. It's uh, too much. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So after that, uh, after The Fiend buries retribution, uh, AJ Styles comes out with his new uh, heater, his bodyguard, uh, Jordan. Uh, you recognize him. Of course, he was the guy, even though if commentary didn't, um, uh, he was the doorman, uh, the bouncer at Shane's Raw Underground, which now officially, I think now that Jordan's not the bouncer there, it is a fact, in fact, officially dead. Man, uh, I have no idea if this guy can wrestle or not. He's got a look, though. Yeah, man, he's huge. He carries he's himself. Huge. He carries himself like he's huge. He, he does. knows he's huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they may, that might sound like a small thing, but it's not. No, no. There, there are guys that I don't. I can't even think of any off the top of my head. But it's like, oh, really? He's that tall? He sort of carries himself smaller. Um, I mean, it helps. It helps Jordan because AJ's maybe he's like about my height, five ten, five ten, yeah, roughly. Yeah. And you see Jordan next to AJ, and you see, yeah, there's like a foot and a half half difference. I couldn't pay attention to AJ's promo because they very, very cleverly had the camera widened out so that like Jordan's head is at the top of the frame, right? AJ's head, the top of it was like halfway, maybe. This dude is impressive in size and stature mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and gravitas. Um, yes. I have no idea what he can do in the ring. Uh, if it's on the if it's on the level of the great Kali, I, I don't really know what to do there. Uh, but maybe yeah. he's got something more. I mean, when you when you get that tall, when you when your head is that high up in the clouds, sometimes it could be it could be difficult to move. I don't know, man. I used to watch a. I'll never forget. I went to a live Kings Rockets game when Yao Ming was on the squad. I told you this before, mm-hmm. and seeing a dude. Hey, I mean, he had a terrific NBA career. At that height. It was just short because he kept on getting hurt. Man, when you're that tall, your body didn't want to move around like that. And uh, at least with basketball, you can sort of trot up and down the court. In wrestling, you can't really trot unless you're going to be like a great Kali type guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, I love this. Um, this team up is great. Yeah, it's great. You didn't miss much from AJ's promo because it was kind of confusing. Yeah. You didn't seem confused by it. About it. He was talking trash about Seth, but Seth not even on the show anymore. Yeah. And how Jeff Hardy maybe saw an opportunity to to reclaim the promised land or something. But anyways, he says Raw's real redemption is through himself, AJ Styles. Uh, and he's going to beat Matt Riddle tonight. Shepard Raw into the future. It's a new era that belongs to the face that runs the place. So we get AJ Styles versus Matt Riddle. It's a really fun match. Um, the beginning was interesting. I don't know if I've seen this before. The ref's asking Jordan to leave. And he says no. And so it's Jack Daddy ref. Yeah. He used to ref the matches at Raw Underground. He should know Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he should. And so so Jack Daddy asks AJ to ask Jordan to leave. And AJ says no. And the ref says, all right, I'll count to five. And if he doesn't leave by then, AJ, you're going to be disqualified. So Jack Daddy starts counting. And like on three, Jordan grabs his wrist. Mm-hmm. And then I've never seen this before. Jack Daddy basically begs Jordan to leave and says, I don't care what you do after the match. Yeah, He's ex- pretty much giving... Jordan and AJ license to decimate Matt Riddle after the match. He says, look, man, I'm just trying to do my job, please. And yeah, he begs. It's great. It's great. Cause I was sitting there. I was like, Oh, Oh, that's when that, when they do something like that, see, this is good writing when they do something like that and you really start hating and you're, and, and you fear, you fear for Jack daddy at that point. You're like, man, and all the little bits. So we had Matt Riddle versus AJ styles. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, these guys put on a really good match. They did put on a couple of really good matches on SmackDown when Riddle debuted. But Riddle selling Jordan's mere presence. So there's one moment when AJ, he's on the outside. He gets flipped over. He's sort of on the corner there near the apron. Matt Riddle comes out. He's going to do uh, uh, like a kick from the apron. And before yeah, like he's PK. able, as he yeah, as he's about to run into it, uh, uh, Jordan just steps. One step to block his path and they do this great close up. The TV direction is pretty good. They do the close up on riddle and he looks terrified. Well, he basically like flies through the ropes to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. launches himself back in the ring from the apron. Yeah. Uh, so then the finish was similar in that uh, uh, riddle ends up on the outside of the ring. AJ's on the inside. Uh, uh, he's sort of down and out. And as he's getting up and the count is happening, he looks up and Jordan has very deliberately, slowly, methodically sauntered over to Riddle and Riddle looks at him and Jordan just gets out his hand and he makes it into a fist. He does like the Arthur meme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> Arthur meme, exactly. And Riddle looks at it, he's terrified. He flies into he flies back into the ring, eats a drop kick from AJ Styles clash, and there you go. There's your there's your three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really cool stuff. Yeah, it was it was pretty well done. Uh, after that, we get a Randall Keith Orton Drew McIntyre video package, and then a Drew McIntyre interview. 
you know, again, he says, uh, since first moment I met Randy, he's been a real SOB, most evil, entitled, selfish individual in WWE. He's smart because after uh, Drew won an ambulance match, uh, he saw him out there next night in Raw with the Legends, took him out knowing full well that Drew would get upset because he's got a, a temper on him and that he would take another uh, opportunity to face Randy. Um, and then just kind of talks about, hey, you may have all those experience in Hell of Cell, but my life experience counts. I've been through hell. And, uh, you know, hey, Randy, you got an interview later tonight? Maybe I'll show up. Yeah, this is all I have written down in my notes here is he says Randy's super evil and intelligent. He talks a more. He talks a lot more, but doesn't really say anything. It's just a bunch of nonsense. It's just just get to the damn match. And let's get this feud over with. Uh, after that, we had Oscar uh, versus Lana. Like I mentioned earlier, Lana in the first three minutes of the match gets in some offense. The last two minutes, if it's even that, uh, uh, just is she gets tapped out by Oscar uh, mm-hmm. immediately when that happens. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler come down. They start clearing the table. Lana gets put through said table. Uh, Oscar fights off Shayna, gets out of there. Nia and Shayna cut a promo. They bicker a little bit. Shayna says, really good. I, I like their chemistry a lot. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Shayna says, you know, we may argue, may, we may talk, but none of that matters. What does matter is that we dominate. We own the women's tag team titles, which means we own the Raw and SmackDown women's divisions. Uh, uh, and Nia says, and if you refute any of that, I dare you to do something about it. The first person to answer this particular challenge, or the first people rather, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, they come down, Riot Squad come down. And then Peyton Royce and her longtime partner, Lacey Evans. Now, they were really silent like these two were not on the same page. Like one time, Lacey Evans put her arms up right in front of Peyton Royce and Peyton bumped into it. And there's something else into it. And I think uh, another incident as well during the match, they weren't exactly working well together. But just the optics of you break up the iconics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a matter of what, a month, month and a half later, you put Peyton in another tag team, even if it's going to lead to a story. If you want to do a feud between Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, there's probably countless other ways you can do it by, as opposed to putting them in a tag team match for the tag titles, given that the Iconics were pretty well liked yeah. by a lot of people. You know what's funny is that you could have had like a really killer, solid women's tag division if you have, uh, you know, Shayna and I, I think, are really terrific together. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the kind of thing where you could call it thrown together, but they complement each other so well that it's it's great. Um, you could have had, and I know they did this really terrific story, I get that, but you could have pushed that and had Sony Deville and Mandy Rose. You could have had, which is just a solid team, plus the Iconics, now the Riot Squad. Um, that's, a, that's a really good division right there. That's a really good division. Instead, you have a bunch of stuff that's sort of thrown together. Dana Brooke, didn't Dana Brooke have Dana Brooke? Didn't she have like before? She was in a tag team with Carmella for a bit, wasn't she? Oh, is that who? Was? I imagine that. No, I think yeah. No, you're right about that. Yeah, because... I was at the Money in the Bank. And then I thought, wasn't didn't she proceed that with a different tag team? I thought she did. I don't know. Anyways, I remember uh, Carmella so, one that's uh, Dana Brooke. Oh, oh, Dana Brooke used to be with uh, uh, Emma a bunch. Oh yeah, back in ago. NXT, yeah, yeah. but that was ages ago. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm years ago. Okay. So, anyways, um, oh yeah, and then you had Alexa and, and Nikki Cross. I mean, obviously they're mm-hmm. doing really good things with with Alexa right now, but uh, but they, I mean, they've had some really good tag teams over the past couple of years that are never at the yeah, at the always, same time on the same page, and they've always broken them up. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is a fun match. Um, in the end, though, uh, Nia tags herself in, hits Lacey Evans with Samoa Drop to get the win. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on early on. There was a brawl ringside, and Peyton hits like crossbody off the top. Uh, uh, Lacey follows the moonsault off the second rope, and the right squad from opposite uh, uh, ring top turnbuckles, ring post, do splashes onto everybody. That was cool. Yeah, no, that was good stuff. I thought that was actually a pretty fun match. Hood Alex here in chat says, even if they're selling that Lacey and Peyton don't like each other, what's the kayfabe reason they would answer an open challenge? The only. The only kayfabe reason is they're both sitting there watching the monitor. They happen to be watching it together. They see this happen. Yeah. And they look at each other and they just shrug shoulders. Hey, let's just go out there. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. They'll tell us not to go. Yeah. Exactly. That's not a good story reason. 
<laughs> but no, that's not. the speaking only of, one that makes sense. Speaking of what's the worst that can happen next, we had the Elias concert. I didn't watch it. Um, internet went out. Uh, I happened to catch at the very end Jeff oh, Hardy. Oddly enough, I did too. Jeff Hardy. Oh, your he internet came back guitar. on? Your yeah, just came in back time on. to hear Jeff Hardy shred on the guitar. I happened to you know, walk back. He's got his own back. band. He does, yeah. He's great. Uh, I happened to walk back to my TV as I didn't. I'm not because I'm not watching at a concert, dude. I'm not doing that. I mean, this was buffering like the whole time. I assume my internet went down, but then right as Jeff Hardy picks, you know, has that guitar and, and he shreds. Magically. Magically, yeah. the internet comes back. Yeah, I, I back. that, that happens sometimes. That part. So Jeff Hardy attacked. So uh, I, I did. I, I I didn't. I didn't know that Elias's music sounds like like Kid Rock essentially. So like, I'll confess, I I, I started doing something else like on my phone when this was on. Uh, like this was. I don't even get the point. Well, it was just a song. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got an album that's actually being released, and they want to sell it. Man. Nobody wants to hear that shit. What the? This so is came out the attitude era when they had cool lip-sync. music. Do 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 do. Give me Jim Johnson's this, greatest hit. This sounds like what is that? A uh, that a uh, Kid Rock song that ripped off Werewolves of London. Shit, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? That was like half with the Werewolves of London and Werewolves in London. I don't even know what that song is. Oh, it's it's got the same chord progression as Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude. I don't, somebody here will know. Somebody in chat. It kind of sound know. like his his medley kind of sound like that song. Dex Guns has a good question here in chat. Who's in the right in this feud between Elias and Jeff Hardy? Elias is totally within his rights to want restitution. Yeah, but it's been established that Jeff Hardy did not hit him with the car. He, he does was exonerated. Not seem, he does not seem to understand that. Okay, how does that make him in the right then? In the face of evidence that Jeff Hardy is innocent, he still pursues it? He claims that he saw Jeff Hardy. Okay. You know what it's like? No, dude? Jeff Hardy's in the right. It's like <laughs> it's like watching There's no argument. Why There's wouldn't no he argument. come at him with like words instead of violence though? Say, dude, listen, I know. here's the police report. That's why I think Jeff Hardy's in the wrong. Come at him with words. Look, say, look, okay, I'll take that one. I'll no, take I think Jeff one. Hardy did. He's like, I didn't hit you with the car. I think he said that. And then Elias busted a guitar over his back. What is Jeff Hardy supposed to do then? Well, okay. Um, Jeff Hardy's in the right. It's like on date. It always makes me unsettled when on like Dateline, when like somebody, it all goes back to Dateline. When somebody is uh, like, you know, they get like proven innocent, but the family who had believed them to be guilty originally they still want that person locked up. They're like, no, we still think he did it, even though there's plenty of evidence to suggest he didn't do it. You got to let go of that and then go after the guy who actually did it. Yep. Yep. But, you know, when you, 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 your loved one gets murdered, it's probably hard to do. Anyways, after that, uh, Miz and Morrison are backstage talking about Otis and this imaginary trial that is probably going to crack me up. Tucker shows up and gets really upset. Says he's going to find a tag partner to make their lives miserable. They laugh at him. And then I have in my notes, man, I really hope it's Otis in disguise. (laughs) Uh, After that, New Day come out. But first, there's an Elias interview backstage. He's upset about Jeff's attack. He fights and he's going to fight Jeff Hardy at Hell in a Cell. That's got to be in the kickoff, right? Like that's the announcement of the kickoff. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So we have Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus. Before that, New Day dropped a promo. Uh, Say so the Raw, ta- uh, Raw Tag Champs for the first time in four years. A lot has changed since then. Uh, Xavier Wood says last year at this time, uh, I tore, he tore his Achilles. This calls uh, 2020 a garbage uh, fire. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's got some PTSD he's, already. From And he says, finally, I come back, and they split up, uh, split us up from Big E. Kofi's like, breathe, just breathe. Just You're by Sheamus. Uh, he tells them he's happy they stopped crying. 
Uh, there's only two thirds of the New Day in the ring, and they're both going to end up on the wrong side of a broke kick. And Kofi says, "Hey, man, New Day isn't over or finished. Just means that Big E is holding it down on SmackDown. Uh, Woods and Kofi are holding it down on Raw, and uh, that, that means their their seed. And while well, he's saying that, he's saying the seed while doing this. He starts like making jack off motions with yeah. his hand. It's hilarious." The seed of positivity, they spread it all over the WWE universe. <laughs> <laughs> and Seamus says, tell them to look at reality. Power of positivity isn't reality. They're all divided, divided and since they're divided, divided, they'll fall. And Wood's like, oh yeah, speaking of falling, didn't Big E drop you in the hood of a car? Um, <laughs> so apparently, you forgot what it feels like to get, get beat up by a member of the news, New Day. So get down the ring so Kofi kick you, kick your ass with his I-5. Some Iverson 5s he was wearing. They start talking shit about Seamus being ashy. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Like you can't, you can't forget your lotion. Where's you your Jergens at? Where's your Jergens at? That was pretty funny. And then they start. They want to do New Day rocks, but like they miss Big E there to do it with them because he's usually the guy who says because. And so, uh, and so Seamus' bit was pretty funny because Seamus started saying, no, don't say it, don't say it. And they're like, come on, let's yeah. just say it, let's just say it. And he's like, no, don't say it. And they both give him a New Day Rocks. And then Kofi and Seamus have a really terrific match, man. I thought this was a lot of fun. This was really good. This mm-hmm. was really good. Uh, and then uh, Big E in Thunderdome played a pivotal plot point. Uh, Co- uh, Kofi's getting beat up pretty good by Seamus. Uh, Xavier Woods notices that Big E is on one of the LED screens and it's like, Kofi, look. It's E. He's in Thunderdome and, without a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so uh, Kofi starts his comeback. Um, there's a little bit more back and forth, but eventually Kofi picks up the win with Trouble in Paradise. But yeah, this was a really fun match. Jorge D has literally the exact opposite opinion of mine. There are actually two spots here that I, I wasn't a fan of. The Alabama Slam. And then there was like a, that move. I hate that move. And then there was another one where like Kofi just sold the crap out of some slam to the floor. And I'm like, dude, they like those two oh, concussions. Oh, that's the one, the apron, the apron spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, those were rough. But uh, yeah, just a really terrific match, really physical. Uh, yeah, like you said, Kofi picked up that win with Trouble in Paradise. Um, terrific stuff. So after that, we had the uh, Retribution promo. Mustafa Ali uh, talks about how you know my strength <laughs> isn't just in numbers. I'm trying to figure out what it is then, pal. He says, uh, he says, this is a really well-delivered promo. Yeah, it was uh, really good. This line was really great. He says, when I was sitting at home, because this company couldn't figure out how to make a buck off a guy named Mustafa Ali, he said, I learned all their secrets, all the people here. I might as well confess, I was a SmackDown hacker. Uh, he says, I found these guys. I unified them because I promised I would help them find their truth. And if you try to stop the truth, I will shut you down. Maybe he's going to start blending some of the hacker stuff into retribution because the numbers game isn't uh, clearly didn't work. And can you can you can counter that with numbers. But if his premise is you can't counter the truth and I'm going to expose that, maybe it'll become more of a psychological game. Or maybe they'll just keep on getting squashed why the you know they lost in their opening bouts because he had to and to a degree go back to the drawing board with strategy in terms of how to destroy WB from the inside essentially yeah um uh, so that could be and if it ends up being a story beat and then once he employs this new strategy and they start doing well then you know maybe we'll be singing a different tune at that point but yeah mm-hmm. it was a really good promo Mustafa Ali's great in the, mic. the talent is there the talent is there and yes. he can do look he can do no wrong on the mic this kid he's so great um yeah. Let's just uh, let's just get a good story and make him a real threat. You know, I want to exactly. I want to be exactly. scary. Give him a feud with uh, with Bob Lashley for that U.S. title. Speaking of Bob Lashley, uh, the Hurt <laughs> Business was uh, backstage and uh, they're minding their own business. Titus comes up uh, and he uh, tries to pitch himself to Hurt Business. He says, "You know, with my connections, uh, with my uh, position in the community, in the company, I can really take Hurt Business worldwide." And uh, MVP says, oh, wow, that's great. You know, worldwide, sure. Yeah, well, uh, tell you what, me and uh, my business partner here will uh, discuss it. So he turns around. They literally don't say anything. And uh, they turn back around. and Okay, we discussed it. And then uh, he's like, okay, we're in business. And he's like, oh, man, that's great. He shakes MVP's hand. He shakes uh, Sheldon's hand. 
He shakes Bob Lashley's hand, and Bob Lashley looks from the get like he just wants to beat the shit out of this guy. So Bob Lashley doesn't really let go, and uh, Titus doesn't notice because he's like, you know, happy to be part of it. And he's like, all right, let's do business. MVP says, ah, no, 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 we're in business. And then Lashley looks at him and says, we're in business. And then beats, they all just lay into him. The funny thing is Cedric moves the other guys out of the way to get the first punch in. That was awesome. He's like the hothead of the group, and I love that. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had uh, Miz and Morrison versus uh, Tucky and Mystery Partner. (laughs) So Miz and Morrison, they're they're cutting a promo. Tell Tucky to bring out his tag team partner. Uh, He and Morrison start this new, new chant. Interrupted by Heavy Machinery's music, Tucky says, you know, when that bell rings, you won't be laughing. He scoured the globe and found one of the world's premier luchadors, and it's just Otis in a mask. <laughs> El Gran Gordo, si, senor Tucky. <laughs> Me nombre es El Gran Gordo, which means the fat guy. <laughs> so uh, oh, this is like, is no, good. that's just Otis in a mask. Tucky says, no, look, it's, it's El Gran Gordo. Uh, Miz says, explains a bit more about why he's trying to take that briefcase from Otis because Otis isn't championship material. Says Otis spits on everyone who ever held the contract. That contract changed Miz's career and Otis is wasting it. Why is he making a joke out of it? Because maybe Otis is the joke. I appreciated that. Yeah, Miz was really intense here. I like the Mm -hmm. juxtaposition of the comedy stuff and then Miz just bringing it down like a bummer. I like that. Yeah, it was good. And he goes on, you know, hey, look, look at look at the difference between Otis and I. I look like a WWE super, superstar. I've beat Hall of Famers. I represent the company. Yet everybody boos me and cheers Otis. Why? Because Otis is an underdog story. But that's really just code for feeling sorry for you. And they'll feel sorry for you once I win that court case and bring prestige back to money in the bank. So anyways, uh, heavy machinery, they hit the ring, clear it, go to commercial, come back. Uh, not too dissimilar from any other heavy machinery match. Tucky's the one getting isolated. Otis gets the hot tag. Uh, he ends up pinning uh, Miz after a caterpillar elbow and a Vader bomb. Yep, yep. Uh, after that, uh, uh, we had a backstage Otis. I'm sorry, El Gran Gordo, uh, Tucky, uh, and the New Day all celebrating together. And then uh, Mandy. This was actually nice. We got a little reunion here. Mandy brought. Well, I guess I don't know. Maybe she was meeting El Gran Gordo for the first time. She brought him a ham. He starts yeah. rubbing that on himself, and the New Day starts singing El Gordo Rocks. Um, one, I was, good, one pretty cool thing about the match is that Otis did a, a, a hip toss off the second rope. He did some lucha moves, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. See, I like I, I am totally cool with this like violation of the brand split because it's storyline motivated, and yeah. they're actually yeah. trying to get around the brand split by having him dress up like a different character, even if mm-hmm. it's plainly see-through. I think that's great. I think it's really good, and that's how the brand split should be treated. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. After that, we had Firefly Funhouse on Raw. Uh, Bray says he's sad to leave his friends on SmackDown, but he's excited to make new friends on Raw. Uh, Flashback to the beatdown of Retribution that opened the show. He says it's off to a great start. Uh, Abby tells him to be quiet. She's trying to sleep. Bray tells uh, her not to be crabby. Raw is all about having fun. Uh, and Ram- Rambling Rabbit says Raw is also about new beginnings. He says he's going to be a better father and a husband. And Bray's like, oh, I didn't know you had a wife. <laughs> uh, and Rabbit says, well, it's because he never asked. And Bray promises to be a better friend. Flashbacks to all the time that Rambling Rabbit has died in the funhouse. And Bray says the past is in our heads. The future is in our hands. Uh, and Rabbit says, all I wanted was a fresh start. He gets eaten by Mercy the Buzzard. Um, uh, and then uh, he makes a joke about fresh start, more like fresh meat. You hear someone laughing from behind the door. He opens it. It's Alexa Bliss. Uh, she says their fun is just getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, we, I really like that. I like Alexa with Bray. I mm-hmm. think it's really, really good. Yeah. And then we got Braun Strowman versus Keith Lee. Uh... 
I don't know why they, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming this match will happen again at Hell in the Cell and Keith Lee will win that one. Yeah, probably. That makes sense. But uh, it would. It's the, I don't know what the dude has to do to get a, like a win on TV. Oh, I don't mind this. I mean, he got he got a giant head. He got headbutt in the front area. I yeah, know. yeah. So I mean, I I probably be able to kick out of that. <laughs> that sucks. He'll get the I next just wish one. There was some consistency. Some people get kicked, get kicked in the front area, hit the front area, and they take another move, like a finish or a signature at least, and they kick out. Yeah. And he gets Whoa, headbutt in the front well, area, just eats a boot. right on top of each other. I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah. Just show me and give me an example. You don't have to do it off the top of your head. That's kind of rude of me to put you on the spot. But if you can yeah, find it, it generally I mean, speaking, come before. on, the low blow and a move. The low blow and a move is enough to get a three count. On top of that, you got to think about the fabric involved here. There is the thinnest layer of fabric between. Dude, short of chain mail, no fabric's going to do much to, uh, to, to alter the effects of a low blow. In fact, chain mail will actually make it worse because that's a harder fabric. Well, chain mail isn't a fabric. It's, it's, it was hyperbole, man. It was yeah. going to an extreme. To it's a, uh, it's a uh, like jeans. Are you kidding me? Getting kicked in the nuts with jeans versus like spandex. Like basically, get, it's if, like boot on nut, man. If you get if you get kicked in the balls with any sort of uh, force behind it, doesn't matter what what fabric there is there. You it's know, gonna one hurt. thing you're not taking into account. There are various effects when somebody gets kicked in the nuts. There's that and one another thing. where it's like, there's it just, another thing. Go ahead. The pain doesn't come immediately. Well, yeah, that's where the sec, that's where the move comes in. Cause the move hits you right when it's getting you bad. I know, but there should be at least five seconds where Keith Lee should be like, Oh, here's how this, here's how a nut shot should be. There should were. Be sold. The, the, the head went up and he went, Oh, my nuts. And then, like five seconds later, there was a boot. That's when the pain kick kicks in. No, but he was reacting like the pain kicked in immediately. No, that's why it was he's the like, anticipation. Oh. He knew that it was going to be. No, there. that's not how I anticipate when I get kicked in the nuts. How often always. do you get kicked? And when's the last it's time always. you had a giant head hit you in the nuts? It's always this when when uh, when there's like any sort of shot to the front area. It's always this. All right, is it going to hurt? Oh, I always know. I'm always like, oh, this is going to suck. Yeah, dude. No, this totally made sense. That poor guy. The thinnest layer of fabric. Material doesn't matter. If you have Braun Strowman's giant dome, that's ridiculous. You're being silly right now. You're being silly. If this was jeans, any difference from spandex? No, it's not going to make any difference. Any difference. Here's another thing about jeans too: is that there, with with if your nuts are in your jeans, and and there's there's less movement involved there. Like those nuts are smashed right up against your 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 pelvic area. There's nowhere from to go. They're gonna get the full brunt of it. At least in spandex, there's some stretch to it. You're insane if you think that jeans insane. versus spandex, there's no difference. Not with the amount of force being applied to the area. There's no difference. Man, there's there is clearly a difference. If you're nude and you get kicked in the nuts, there's a difference between that and and if you have jeans on. And being nude ain't that different than just having spandex on. Heel Long Heavy says, uh, "Dick shots hurt. Give it up." Yeah, well, yeah, it all hurts. It all hurts, but I'm just saying if you just have spandex on, it's probably going to sting a bit more. I don't think that's the case with the, the amount of force being applied to it. If anything, it's negligible. All right, we're going to have to test this one out. You wear spandex, I wear jeans, and then we'll just start kicking each other in the nuts. <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, I like the uh, I like the character work in this match, especially after the end when Keith Lee uh, ate that uh, the dick shot, the big boot. Braun got the pin. Uh, and then while he was celebrating, uh, Lee grabbed him, kicked him right in his dick and balls, and talked some serious shit. That's why that's why I was okay with this because they really let Keith Lee lay into him like verbally afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, he'll pick up a victory. Now if yeah, he Keith doesn't, if he doesn't, I will I will come back on this show and be like, Larson, you're right, this is a bad move, but he, he's gonna take it. Like here's the thing, this this thing in a in a in a bubble, I get it. It's just like Keith Lee can't buy a win. They're trying to establish him facing top of the card guys, which I appreciate, um, rather than just have him run through jobbers and do squash matches yeah. again, which I appreciate. Yeah. But for him to get all these 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 uh, you know like lose because his opponent cheated or all these DQs, 
it just, I don't know, it, it takes the wind out of his sail somewhat. It's deflating as a fan of his work to see this continually. Whether he, he's involved in DQ finishes or, yeah. or, or shady losses, you know? Yeah. they. I mean, honestly, they. He's he's been off TV for a, a little bit. They should have given him three-minute squash matches in the meantime to build up to this. And then maybe you do. You know, one thing that I like that AEW does is that they'll they'll telegraph upcoming feuds by having guys scout matches. I've always mm-hmm. liked that. I think that's cool. Have Braun scout the new monster on the block. Um, yeah. Lionheart here mentions also Keith Lee called himself the dragon. I thought that was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is going to continue, man. I like it. Keith Lee. Oh, I know. He'll no, get no, no, Keith they Lee's have no problem. The feud. Yeah. They have no problem giving Braun Strowman losses. We've seen that. Um, oh, yeah. I just thought it was funny that he was celebrating so much after, you know, headbutting a guy in the, in the balls. They're trying to find new and interesting ways to do low blows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall Orton locked him side inside, locked himself inside Hell in the Cell, the close show, and this was kind of a boring middle road, middle road promo uh, going down memory lane again. Oh, God, He's, yeah. Uh, this is where I did this. This is where I did that. This is where I earned Undertaker's respect, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and says, when you think a Hall of Famer, the legend, word legend comes to mind. A word thrown a lot, around a lot these days. There are legends there. This is, it felt like a, it was like a lecture. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. There are legends and legendary moments. Because as Drew winning at Mania was a legendary moment. This brings Drew the ring. Uh, he can't get in the cell, of course, because Orton locked the door. Orton's like, yeah, Orton's egging him on. Tells him he has to wait till Sunday. Says, hey, uh, break the lock if you want a piece. Come get him. And Drew says, all right. And he goes and pulls out some bolt cutters from beside behind the barricade, uh, cuts open the chain, enters the cell. Randy grabs the chair he was sitting on earlier, and we just kind of have a stare down to end the show. Mm-hmm. They don't want to telegraph who who wins at Hell in a Cell. They don't want to sh- uh, show the math. Yeah, we don't know who stood tall. I mean, Drew Nobody kind did. of did with the bolt cut- cutters. I guess so. He outfought Randy Orton. Yeah. Anyways, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, sure. I've got a, a Patreon thread up here, uh, trying to find some good ones <laughs> of stuff that we. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Ask the real question: What's the payoff? Do we find out who hit Elias? <laughs> uh, wasn't it, wait? Wasn't it supposed to be Sheamus? Yeah, because it was like a guy with red hair. Yeah, I mean Elias really should just turn his attention to Sheamus. They're on the same brand now. I know. So uh, he was on TV tonight. He should have attacked him. Then. Well, here's here's well, it's either one of two things. Either no, they're never going to go back to it after this, or Elias is going to be heel strictly for this feud with Jeff Hardy, and then he's going to turn face uh, to feud with heel Sheamus because Sheamus was the one who hit him with the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm on this Patreon thread. I'm sort of looking for questions. So just so people don't get upset that I'm not answering your questions, I'm looking for questions for stuff that we haven't answered yet. Um, and I, I don't really read questions that are just expressions of frustration. <laughs> I need like an actual question. Uh, Empor, thank you for the sub. Uh, Dex Gunn says, Ali sold me on the faction just by this one promo. It was a really good promo. It was a really good promo. Uh, okay, I like this question. Wolfpack for Life says, based solely on tonight's season premiere, Larson, let's say you're a brand new, let's say you've never, professional wrestling, what's that? Oh, it's like it's like soap operas, but like fighting. Oh, cool. Let me check it out. The season premiere of Raw. What superstars do you think new viewers like the most? If you're coming into this totally bare, Mustafa Ali stands out. Uh, he really I mean, Drew stands McIntyre out. Drew always stands out. Well, Drew always stands. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Until he came out shirtless at the end, if I were to have seen him as like a new person, he's just wearing like a black button-up shirt and he's got the championship i thought his interview was kind of boring so like a little bit uh, uh the new day always stand out because they're always really entertaining uh they stand out um i thought keith lee really stood out because of the shit talk after that match i thought that to me that guy really stands out you cannot help but just be into the fiend and alexa that stuff is so strong that's really really amazing stuff and then uh, Jorge here, perfect. Kids would love El Gran Gordo. I think that stuff is really strong, too. Uh, Zondo, New Day feels off with only two guys. Could anyone on Raw join New Day? No. Mm-mm. No. You don't want a, a Vance and Coy situation. This ain't, you know, <laughs> this ain't that, people. <laughs> okay. Who who could it be? 
Let's say, let's say they did it. It would all be bad. What would be the worst? The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What would be what would be something that they would legitimately try and it would just be like no man no Miz <laughs> they would legitimately they would legitimately try Miz hey yeah everybody's saying Titus didn't Titus try to join the New Day once yeah I think so <laughs> he should try that again uh, Dex Guns Keith Lee should join Retribution because it sure seems like they want to push Retribution more than Lee, who is money. No, I mean, like I said, the the frustration with the main event tonight. I mean, call it frustration. It was just more so because it was a steady pattern they've kind of established with Keith Lee that they just don't have him win matches on TV. I like to think that just, I have more faith in it just because it's a it's a clean slate season premiere. Um, this is obviously going to be his first like real thing. They tried to make a big deal about his debut, having him in a thing with Randy and then Drew. And it's just like they wanted to protect him, but how are you going to do that without pinning those guys? That's a predicament to be in. Um, he beat, he had a really solid win against Andrade. I think he had another one. So he beat Randy Orton. He beat yeah. I mean, he legitimately beat Randy Orton. Um, it's just yeah. He went on a run of wonk finishes. Yeah, Jorge D. WB has enough kayfabe bands and singers throughout history to have a battle of the bands. Who would win the battle of the bands? Well, John Cena is probably the most successful. Can we add WCW into it with the West Texas Rednecks? No, no good. I mean, you can if you want to, but I yes. wouldn't pick them as the winner. Me neither. I don't think they actually played any instruments. Who's actually had the the highest charting album? I think it's John Cena. It's Jim Johnston is the answer. Oh yeah, all right. <laughs> Jim Johnson, <laughs> though, unfortunately does not exist in uh, uh, kayfabe WWE. Uh, Tyler Quint, how would you have Miz or Morrison cash in on Drew if they take the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis? I think Miz is going to take it. I would love to see that. I, I'd love to see Miz get to that main event level again. I think he's got it in him. I think his promos on oh, Otis yeah. have been really good. So I mean, how they do it? I don't know. You wait till Drew is as you wait. You know, you have Miz. I mean, ideally, you have Miz uh, uh, get that uh, briefcase off Otis before Hell in a Cell, <laughs> like in the kickoff or something. Yep. And then you cash in after Hell in a Cell because that's going to be a brutal match. Yep. Uh, Jeremiah P. Uh, rank five greatest nutshot finishes. Oh man, I don't know. That sort of put me on the spot. My memory's terrible. Yeah, minus two. I always, I did always like Nakamura's. Uh, that was like post match, wasn't it? Yeah, when he gave that the to low AJ. Blow of Mania, yeah. yeah, I always liked that one because it was like, oh, cool, we're gonna get a new Nakamura now. Um, uh, thank you, Joe, for the bits. I like to hear chats answers on what they feel the best ones were. And then I'll just steal some of those answers. Oh yeah, if you if you know some good uh, <laughs> classic wrestling nut shots. Leave, leave it in the comments, please. Yeah. Uh, Dang MQ, Jordan was in the same PC class as Priest, Riddle, Mia Yim, Carrillo, and Chelsea Green. Okay. All right. That sounds right. Yeah, Yano. Yeah, I'm always good for a Yano low blow. Who's he fighting? Oh, yeah. He's taking on Zack Sabre Jr. at Power Struggle. Yeah, for the King of Pro Wrestling uh, provisional trophy. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hoodlum, hoodlum, Joe Bro. Should shows end like this, like how Raw ended? I loved it because it reminded me of Nitro. So yes, I love the cliffhanger ending. As long just as not, they don't do it every week, like they did on Nitro. No, I'm fine with that. As long as they don't. You know what was great? Because dude, I always wanted to know what happened afterwards, and I really was like, oh man, I gotta watch Thunder to find out what happened. Yeah, they, they they twisted your arm to watch Thunder. They did. That was the real. That was the impressive feat. Because I'm a mark. 
Big Chris, what do you guys think is the most underrated Hell in a Cell match? One of my favorites. One of my favorite (laughs) is the New Day Usos. Oh, that's so good. I mean, maybe history needs more time to rate that properly, but goddamn, that was good. Uh, Alan J. So with Jordan being the being with the great AJ Styles, what is Jordan ceiling once he starts wrestling? Depends how he comports know. himself in the ring. I don't. Know. I just don't know how good he is. No idea if he's like the great Kali. It ain't very high. Uh, Anthony says Taker Brock was so fun. That's when uh, Brock took the padding off the mat and F five Undertaker on the wood. That yeah, I remember that being cool. Oh, he means the one from two thousand two. I don't remember that one. Two that. Oh wait, what? Their first Hell in a Cell match, not the one in 2015 yeah, or whatever it was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Scooter, fun, though. Scooter asks, who is the sexiest stud muffin, Steve Larson or a calzone with mac and cheese in it? A calzone? George? <laughs> George, this calzone has mac and cheese in it. Uh, let's see here. Oscar asks, would you guys like to see Nikki win the rumble? And then it's, uh, crazy Alexa versus the old psychotic NXT Nikki cross at WrestleMania. Uh, I would like to see Alexa and the fiend get those titles. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. It's all the questions. Uh, I have Flats here. three says Becky and Sasha at hell in the cell was really good. That wasn't really good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, Triple H versus Jericho Judgment Day 2002 is being pointed out here by Jay Molina. Mr. Dub says Punk versus Undertaker. This We'll end on this question, and then we'll answer some more right. for the Twitch chat yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Hugh Longheavy says, Obviously, Big E was shirtless in Thunderdome, but do we know if he had any clothes on? Larson, did you read up any at all today about Jeffrey Tubin from CNN? Yeah, I did not expect to see that because I saw the screenshot. Oh, wow. oh boy. Because it's like a 12 person Zoom call. Yeah, they're doing like an election simulation. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that dude was all out everywhere. Crank. <laughs> Don't Google it. Don't Google it if you haven't seen it. You don't yeah, want to I, see I read, it. I read about the I read about the story on uh on Twitter. That dude was hog out. He was road wild, man. <laughs> wow. wow. Big E was about to have a tubing moment. <laughs> Anyways, on that, thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. <laughs> Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.